This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show on Faith Talk 1500. First, let me say this show is your show. That's why no matter what I discuss or which guests I interview, your input is value. If it's in the news, on TV, or at the movies, whether political, social, economic, or whatever, at some point I'm talking about it on Run to Win, the Daryl Wood Show, Monday through Thursday from 4 to 6 p.m. on Faith Talk 1500. It's not available in all states. Praise the Lord. It's time for the Saints Perspective with your host, Pastor Brian Edwards. Be blessed as you receive practical principles from the Word of God that will minister to your daily walk of life. Please stay tuned as we listen to the Saints Perspective. Well, good morning or good afternoon, and God bless you. Excuse me, this is the afternoon. This is Pastor Edwards letting you know that God loves you, you, and especially you. I do thank you for listening to the Saints Perspective broadcast on today on this lovely uh, spring-like afternoon, Saturday. And we thank God for being here, and I want to speak into your life from the Word of God found in 122 and 7. Peace be within thy walls and prosperity within thy palaces. It is my prayer that you will have peace and prosperity in your life. The Saints Perspective broadcast is brought to you by the New Testament Church of God in Christ. The New Testament is located at 15003 Joy Road, and that's at the corner of Robeson, a little east of Greenfield. Again, that's uh, 15003 Joy Road, uh, the corner of Robeson, the east of Greenfield. Uh, you can give us a call right now at 313-582-1610. Someone can talk with you. Um, our website, if you want to um, find out about our ministry, uh, you can go to NewTestamentChurchDetroit.org. Uh, NewTestamentChurchDetroit.org. Uh, you can find service times and information about our ministry. Uh, we invite you to join us tomorrow. Uh, we'll be in service tomorrow. Uh, we have a, a eight o'clock service, uh, and then uh, we have a nine o'clock Sunday school, and then um, our main service at eleven o'clock. Uh, so there's three opportunities: uh, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, and eleven o'clock. Uh, we have a Tuesday Bible study starting uh, at six thirty. Every Tuesday we study right from the Word of God. Also, we have a Thursday morning prayer at nine a.m and a Friday evening intercessory prayer at 6.30. Uh, So you can come join us and worship uh, the Lord with us. Um, Any of these worship opportunities are free to you to come, and uh, we we believe that you will be blessed. Um, Tomorrow we uh, will be um, talking on uh, the, the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, and I invite you to come and hear uh, about uh, the person, the, the, the Godhead, the third Godhead, uh, God, the Holy Ghost. And I want to talk to you for the remainder of this time regarding uh, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, the Holy Spirit. Uh, you will see in Scripture, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, the two words, Spirit, Ghost, uh, translate into uh, the same uh, word panuma, uh, panuma, which uh, means breath or wind. Uh, so whether you use spirit or ghost, uh, either 
either uh, word is is uh, correct. Um, but um, I want to talk to you um, about the Holy Ghost. And since I'm not the authority, I go to the scripture, uh, which is the authority of of all doctrine. And um, if you go to uh, Acts chapter 1, uh, Jesus has been uh, on this earth uh, 40 days after uh, he rose from the dead. And he's here with his disciples. And it says in verse 4, And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You have heard from me. For John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost not many days from now. Therefore, when they had come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom uh, to Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost or Holy Spirit has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses uh, unto me in Jerusalem and in all and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Uh, Jesus here, uh, he, he commands them uh, to go to Jerusalem uh, and wait for the promise. In verse 4, he said, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. Uh, which is the Holy Ghost. And he says here uh, to those uh, disciples, ye shall receive power uh, when the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, if you, if you keep reading uh, in this chapter, uh, it will tell you, uh, that uh, the number there uh, when they return to Jerusalem, and if you read, it's talking about how they they selected another uh, apostle or disciple to take Judas's place. Uh, but then they, the Bible says they continued in prayer, and it said it was the apostles, uh, the mother of Mary, and it said the number was about 120. The number was about 120 people. So if you go to Acts 2, um, you will find uh, the day of Pentecost. Um, it says, Acts 2 and 1, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as of fire, and one set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Uh, so this scripture, this text teaches us that uh, that 120 um, that uh, we learned 
the number from uh, the first chapter of Acts. Uh, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Uh, they were continually in prayer, according to Acts, the first chapter. They were continually in prayer, waiting for the promise, because Jesus had commanded them uh, uh, not to leave Jerusalem until they would be endued with power. Now, uh, it is clear that uh, the Holy Ghost um, is for uh, every believer, and I will say that because if you go back to uh, the Gospels, uh, Jesus said something clear in the Gospels. He said, uh, "There's uh, John the Baptist was speaking, I'm sorry, John the Baptist speaks in the Gospel that says, I indeed baptize you with water, but there cometh one uh, after me who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost. Now, uh, there are some misconceptions about the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Uh, some believe uh, that they receive everything uh, at salvation. Uh, some ask the question, uh, who can receive the baptism in the Holy Ghost? Uh, how do I know if I have it? Uh, th these are uh, controversial topics, but they should not be controversial because uh, Scripture is, is very clear. And um, I, I want to take you back to Scripture. Uh, if you go to uh, John 7 and 37, it says, In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried, saying, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. Uh, he that believeth on me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And it says, but this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. Now, some people think uh, that's uh, salvation, but it clearly says, um, this he spake of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive. They that believe on him refers to salvation. Um, so the the safe people, the converts, uh, the ones that have are blood washed and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, Savior should and can receive the Holy Ghost. So the Holy Ghost, number one, is not for sinners. Uh, sinners can't. Uh, you can't jump over uh, salvation. And, and go to the Holy Ghost. Uh, and, and, and that's uh, clear in Scripture, that uh, one must be saved to receive the Holy Spirit. And, um, and that's very, uh, uh, very important. Uh, salvation comes first. And the, the greater gift, of course, is uh, the gift of salvation. Uh, nothing uh, diminishes uh, salvation. Uh, we we are a Pentecostal church, uh, but uh, we don't uh, focus all on the Holy Ghost. We focus on salvation through Jesus Christ. But the the, the Scripture is clear: as we mature in Christ, uh, I think Second Peter three and eighteen says, 
um, he admonishes us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So salvation, you come into Christ through salvation, but uh, there is uh, a second work, uh, if you allow me to say it that way, not diminishing the greater gift of, of salvation, but the the second gift of the baptism in the Holy Ghost, uh, the empowerment of the believer to live a saved life, also to be a witness, uh, to be fit for ministry. Um, um, you, uh, you, you really cannot do ministry unless you have the Holy Ghost, and the Holy Ghost comes after salvation. It is, it is, it is the, uh, it is God in you. Um, I, I always say, uh, God was for us. He created us. He created this world. Uh, Jesus was with us on this earth physically. Um, and um, he was God with us. Uh, but the Holy Ghost is God in us. Uh, Jesus said in the book of John that I will leave you. I would, I would send you another comforter. Uh, the comforter, Paracletus, means helper. I'll send you another comforter, which is uh, the spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost. And it shall come in my name and it shall teach you all things uh, that I have taught you. So the Holy Ghost will bring witness to Jesus Christ. The Holy Ghost will bring um, a, a greater understanding of the word. The Holy Ghost will enhance uh, the believer's prayer life. And that's totally important. Now, some would say, well, we are uh, saved through the regeneration of the Spirit. Uh, yes, uh, the Holy Ghost is present uh, at salvation. Uh, the Holy Ghost, uh, the work of the Holy Ghost convicts the world of sin. The Holy Spirit uh, is not just waiting uh, to baptize believers. The Holy Spirit has uh, a lot of work to do, according to Scripture. Um, it is uh, it is the it is the convicting agent of the world. It is uh, the washing. It's it is how salvation takes place after you accept Jesus Christ by faith. It is the Holy Spirit that washes you, uh, and that's clear in Scripture also. But it is also clear in Scripture that the Holy Ghost, the baptism in the Holy Ghost, is a second uh, a second work. Um, and and that word baptism um, really means to be submerged. Uh, he it means to be submerged uh, in the spirit. So uh, one can be one can be filled and not baptized. Filling uh, the Holy Spirit can come upon you, can come in you, and allow you to do something at a specific time. Uh, if you go back to the Old Testament and and study. Uh, the prophets, uh, one name that comes to mind, the judge, uh, Samson, where it clearly says, and the spirit of the Lord came upon Samson, Samson. But uh, the gospel of John teaches us that uh, that was a measure. In other words, uh, the, the Holy Spirit was given in measure. He came upon people to do specific tasks. Uh, and, and saved people can have the Holy Spirit come upon them and be moved of the Spirit, and I agree with that. Um, and, and believers today that have not experienced the baptism in the Holy Ghost have, have, have done great things 
uh, by the moving of the Spirit, and, and that is clear in Scripture. But it is also clear in Scripture that uh, the baptism in the Holy Ghost found in the book of Acts is a separate work where where the Holy Ghost will will dwell and abide in you and and um, it will be yours to uh, to empower you to be effective it is it is the anointing it is the oil of God the approval on what has what God has called you to do the the evidence will be uh your power in witnessing uh and that's so clear now um if you if you go to John uh John the 20th chapter um you will see uh the 22nd verse you will see and when he had said this uh talking to his d- disciples um he breathed on them and saith unto them, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Uh, 20 and 23 says, Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained unto them. Now, he's talking to his disciples. Now, listen at this. He's talking to his disciples. And he says, Receive the Holy Ghost. He breathed on them and he said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. Um, that's that's referring to uh, 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 the, the, the new birth, but it also refers to that he gives them a specific ministry to do. Uh, whosoever sins ye remit, they are remitted unto them. And whosoever sins ye retain, they are retained. So it refers to the new birth where he breathed on them. Just like if you go back to Genesis and, and God breathed into Adam uh, the breath of life. Uh, Jesus is getting ready to leave his disciples. So he breathed on them to receive uh, what he had in um, in himself pertaining to salvation and pertaining to his ministry, Jesus uh, was was filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, if you go back to uh, Matthew when he was baptized, the Bible says um, that uh, God shows up at when John baptizes Jesus and um, God shows up in the voice and says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And it also said, and the Holy Ghost uh, came as a dove and came upon Jesus. Um, and that that came upon really means he came into Jesus because if you if you look at that, uh, Jesus was uh, filled with the Holy Ghost before he started his ministry because if you go to Luke, the fourth chapter, I believe, it says uh, Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost was led into uh, uh, the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. Jesus being full of the Holy Ghost. So Jesus himself had the Holy Ghost. Now, if Jesus needed to be filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, we need to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And, and I see in Scripture that it is it comes to the person who is saved, and it comes after salvation. Now, um, let's go to uh, let's go back to um, the book of of Acts, and you'll see uh, something prevalent in Scripture um, talking about uh, salvation. Uh, we went to Acts two, where 
uh, the believers at the day of Pentecost uh, received the Holy Ghost, and uh, that was that was prevalent. But also, um, there is other texts that talk about uh, being filled with the Holy Ghost. I'll, I'll read a few of them because some say uh, the day of Pentecost uh, it was just for those uh, believers. Uh, and some even say it's just for those apostles, but uh, it cannot be just for the apostles when Mary and about 120 uh, inclusive of the apostles receive um, the Holy Ghost at that particular time. But also, if you go to Acts 10 and 43, uh, Acts 10 and 43, and I'll turn to it. Acts 10 and 43, and uh, getting uh, scripture here, and I'm turning to it, Acts 10 and 43, uh, says, uh, To him all the prophets witness that through his name whoever believes in him will receive remission of spin, uh, of sins. This is Peter preaching and while Peter was still and while Peter was still speaking these words this is verse 44 the holy ghost fell upon all those who heard the word and those of the circumcision who believed were astonished as many as came with Peter because of because the gift of the holy spirit had been poured out on the gentiles also for they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. They heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. So these believers, these Gentiles, receive uh, the Holy Ghost. Um, if you go to, if you go to the nineteenth chapter of Acts, um, you will see here uh, it says, "And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus." And finding some disciples, he said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed or since you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Spirit or whether there is a Holy Ghost. Now watch this. Uh, these are believers, uh, saved believers. Uh, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Uh, these are believers that didn't even know the Holy Ghost existed. And there are believers today uh, that don't know that there's a baptism in the Holy Ghost. And it says, and, and, and Paul says, unto uh, what baptism were you baptized? They say, unto John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. These uh, converts, uh, they believed, they were saved. Uh, Paul baptizes them in the name of Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, listen at this, the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. Uh, so here, uh, they were believers, but uh, they had not even, they didn't hear, they didn't, they didn't know what the Holy Ghost was. Uh, but clearly in scripture, after Paul lays his hands on them, they received the Holy Ghost and they spoke with other tongues. Uh, and my time is running out. And there are the scriptures uh, that I could go to referring to the baptism in the Holy Ghost. Uh, and, and that is so key. Um, 
I don't want to get off into the speaking in tongues because that will take too long. But it is evidence that when you are baptized uh, in the Holy Ghost, you will speak in tongues. And um, and that is so clear in Scripture. But uh, the main thing is it is the power of God. The Holy Ghost is the power of God and something that um, you don't want to be in the church where the Holy Spirit is not in control. Uh, many times um, we look at success as we look at success as we look at success as uh, numbers and an organization, but success in a church is uh, the power of God in that church and the power of God working in that church. And, and God wants to be in control and he wants his power in us through the spirit. So you need the Holy Ghost. It's it's real. Um, it's it's so important and essential. I believe every believer is living beneath their privilege if they don't have the Holy Ghost. Uh, so I, I admonish you to come tomorrow and hear more about the Holy Ghost. Uh, it's it's real. Um, I have been baptized in the Holy Ghost after I uh, got saved, and and I believe God has that same anointing for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless us, God, as we leave this air. And I pray, God, for the baptism of the Holy Ghost for all your believers. Uh, they can accept it right now if they just receive it by faith. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Thank God. Amen. God bless you. We hope you have enjoyed the Saints Perspective broadcast. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, or if there's an area in your life you would like Pastor Edwards to address, feel free to write us at New Testament Church. The address is 15003 Joy Road, Detroit, Michigan, 48228, or call us at 313-582-1610. Again, that number is 313-582-1610. To learn more about our ministry, you may visit our website at www.NewTestamentChurchDetroit.org. So until next week, we say unto you, the blessing of the Lord be upon you. We bless you in the name of the Lord. Sponsored by New Testament Church. Hey, this is Chris Brooks, and I want to invite you to join me for my new national talk show from 2 to 3 p.m. It's called Equip with Chris Brooks. If you've enjoyed the preaching of Equip for Life, you'll really enjoy this daily talk show with Christian thought leaders and newsmakers. Every day, we'll be equipping you to live, share, and defend your faith on Equip with Chris Brooks. So join us every day from 2 to 3 p.m. right here on Faith Talk 1500. Also, you can visit us at equipradio.org. Do you struggle to grasp what it means to live in Christ? In his book, Who Am I? Jerry Bridges helps us discover freeing truth as we realize that our complete dependency is on our Creator. Request the free audiobook download read by Alistair Begg, yours for the asking from Truth For Life. Truth For Life, weekdays at 9 a.m. on Faith Talk 1500. Looking for more than just a job? Look in the right place. For a career that inspires you, visit ChristianJobs.com. That's ChristianJobs.com. 
Hi, this is Chris Brooks, campus dean of Moody Theological Seminary, Michigan campus. And I want you to take a moment to meet some of the world-class professors that make Moody, Michigan a special place to learn and grow. Hi, my name is Jamie McNally. I'm the clinic manager at Intercessions Psychological Services Clinic of Moody Theological Seminary, Michigan. And Intercessions...